Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. Welcome to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Lara, and I'm joined again with uh, my friends, Nate Davis and Zach Detweiler. How's it going, guys? Hey, it's going good. Doing well, doing well. Awesome. So we are uh, actually a couple weeks now separated from the from the race. Bodies are all healed. I don't think Tona's have all grown back, but for the most part, we are feeling much better than we did the day we finished the race. And I think we're going to take time today just to kind of recap and discuss points of the race where either we felt very successful or very unsuccessful i think in some parts right so um i'll let you guys take it away see where we go see where we go from there so zach i think i think you put together a nice little timeline of of how everything kicked off and i don't know if that's a good place to start off with yeah i think first uh just just kind of let y'all know kind of how the basic race went so uh again this was a kind of map and compass race uh we had to carry uh, everything that we needed for two days with the exception of a tent and a cooking element. So we had water and food uh, and clothing. Uh, we, we started off on Saturday morning rocking and rolling. And we ended up covering pretty much almost 24 miles in about a 12-hour stretch on that day. I thought, thought we did pretty well. Rolled into the, the finish line for day one about 8, 8.15 at night. Uh, set up our tent, picked up some food, threw up our feet, and uh, and went to sleep pretty pretty early. Then day two, uh, we were off again. The most teams got up about 4 a.m. That's when they could get their maps. We had kind of all agreed to uh, sleep in, so which was which was hour. needed. Which was needed. Yeah, slept until 5 a.m. and started rocking and rolling about six. Uh, we ended up covering about 16 miles on day two in about eight hours and kind of both days we got all but was it all but 11 points i think we did, did fairly well ended up finishing uh, about 14th out of 32 teams yeah but pretty good about 20 hours of work and almost covered 40 40 miles in the two days so that was kind of the basics of the race my question is uh what do you guys think of it since this is your first time kind of experiencing something like this yeah, I mean, I'll I'll speak up and just say that, you know, I had no idea what to expect. You know, it, it would have been about 20-some years since I had done something probably similar and certainly not voluntary necessarily at that time. Um, and probably my, my body was in a little bit different shape at that time in my life, too. So um, it wasn't as traumatic uh, of an experience necessarily, not necessarily during, but after. But, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. But I think the thing that really stuck out to me was just the camaraderie we had and, and how well we worked together and how we trusted each other and took input from each other and encouraged each other. That was just, that made it, although very physically challenging and, and fatiguing and, and, but man, honestly, it's, a, it's something that I'll look back on and, and reflect very favorable upon. And I just really enjoyed my time with you guys. And, and uh, you know, I think that's what we had hoped for, at least certainly me and, you know, to be able to reflect back on that as a real positive experience. And I'm, I'm still able to walk upright and I'm fully healed. And my shins um, from the bushwhacking took a while to heal up. Um, I think they're finally there. And uh, I walked a little funny for a couple of days after that with my calves were pretty, pretty sore. But but all in all, um, it, it was uh, it was an amazing experience. And so thankful I got to share it with, with you two guys. Awesome. Yeah, that's really good. For me, listening back has really been I don't want to say therapeutic, but it was really cool to hear just our thought processes as we were getting ready to enter the race. And I, I wish we would have had a little bit more time. I know we were all exhausted, but just to take like maybe 20 or 30 minutes right at the end of the race, right at your yeah. house, back around the kitchen yeah. table, just to get that initial feel of we just finished the race. But at that point, I was exhausted. I was yeah. I, I smelt like no other. <laughs> I mean, it was it was I think that the thing for me when we got when we finished up the race. We showed back up at Nate's house, and and the question was, all right, do we take a shower or do we just hit the road? And Zach, you were like, yeah, maybe we should shower. And I'm like, oh, thank you, because I'm going to need the shower. And it was probably the best shower I've had since probably like deployment time frames and when we used to do that kind of stuff. So, But no, looking back on the race, I think 
I think everything that I was looking to looking to get out of that race, I got. I was able to push myself physically. I'd say, and I think I think I've I kind of told the story offline, but around that four hour mark, it was easy up until that point. And then after that four mile arc, when we started hitting that that high elevation gain, I don't know if it was like five hundred feet of elevation gain or whatever, I was hurting my calves. Like I felt like every time that we stopped. It was a different muscle group that was on fire, whether it was like my calves or my quads or my thighs or the little little muscle above your knees. You know, everything was aching on me and I just could not get any relief. So it was it was painful. It was painful. I, I enjoyed the next day being able to rest when I got home, but it was I was hurting. I was hurting. Yeah. Yeah. That hill was uh, I, I remember we were kind of cruising to that point and then we. Basically, you look at the map and the contour lines are all just blurred together into one giant block. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we got it. We got to go up it. And um, yeah, it was a that was a killer. Uh, that was when you kind of realized that at least I know I, I realized first time like, OK, this is what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I, I felt really good after the race, mainly because I felt uh, listening back, you know, one of my big fears was the navigation and making sure I make good choices for our team and don't put us in a bad spot. And I felt like we did that. And I think most surprising part to me too, is I thought we worked really well as a team. And there were times when y'all corrected me and guided us back in the right direction or the times when I was struggling or had made a bad choice, we just kept our heads down and kept on going. And the encouragement was there. And that was just very refreshing but Mike, I like how you pointed out kind of right after the race at Nate's house because, yeah, I thought too about pulling out the microphone, recording a podcast. But honestly, at that time, it was like, uh, how quickly can we get to sleep? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. We, Mike and I had to drive back home. That was all, fine. but definitely was was quite quite tired at the end of it. Oh yeah, for sure. No doubt. I thought it was really cool that the the, uh, the two maps, uh, the way you guys handled the two maps. You know, th- that was the, the real challenge of the of the race. I mean, I think topographical map, you follow that alone, you weren't going to get it done. But the ATV trail one, mm-hmm. um, they were different sizes and different, you know, measurements. And I, I thought you guys, honestly, a lot of times I was just trusting you blindly. I was like, all right, you guys got it because I can't figure that out. So you tell me where we're going and we'll go. So that was that was that was something that was pretty impressive on my part uh, from you guys, because I thought you guys really did a great job with that, man. I, th- I think we all kind of fell into our roles, right? I mean, we all kind of took different positions, different roles within the team. And I think like at one point, Nate, we were, Zach would give you an, uh, you know, a, a direction of travel and you would just move out and hold that azimuth without even like rechecking. Like I'm so used to military t- style uh, map reading where I'm constantly doing like a, a cheek to compass method to see if I'm selling my azimuth and move out. But you have like this natural ability just to kind of like, all right, this is where we're going. Just keep on moving out. Just adjust me to the left or to the right every once in a while. And we're good to go. And I, I really felt comfortable. Um, I think the changing point for me, and I kind of, we kind of already hinted at this and, and you did a great job on your recap too, by the way, Zach, I like just being able to kind of go point for point and hour to hour on the recap. And um, hopefully we can get that up on the blog soon. But there was um, the point where we where we went down the stream, and uh, that's when we yeah. started running in front of everybody, and and we had yep. stopped, and we had talked, and I think you mentioned it in, in the blog, but we talked about the night before on the last episode, we talked about how my favorite moment of the Ragnar was praying before the race, and how, I don't know if we just got so worked up and so excited about getting to the next point and pulling out the map, but we didn't do that, right? We didn't stop and pray until I was already in pain, and I was already crying, <laughs> And I almost, I almost took it as a relief, like, oh man, yes, let's pray so I can actually like not pull a quad or something. Cause I'm, I'm about to cry right now. I'm so sore. But then when we stopped and we prayed, I don't know if it, if it was, I don't want to say a weight lifted off cause I still had all my 25 pounds, but it, it was, it was definitely, I felt like I had a renewed strength, right? Like I felt like, all right, Hey, you know what? Let's keep moving. And you know, I'm not going to die out here. So just keep on, keep on moving, I guess. I remember the prayer uh, walking up the hill. I was yes. very thankful that we stopped yeah. halfway up that hill <laughs> and prayed. Yeah. Uh, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, just to, to kind of explain kind of what went down there is, uh, yeah, we 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 got up. I don't even remember what time we got up in the morning. It was like five or, or something like that. And ate some food, got on the road, got out to the race so we could get our maps right at seven a.m. and eight a.m. We're gone and. I don't know, it was mid-morning or so before we real. I realized, like, 
uh, you know, we're going point to point to point, and we got to the point when it's like, okay, we have this trail, we take this trail to the top of the hill, and we take a road, no way to miss a road, and up the road. And so it was the first time I had stopped thinking, probably since I woke up at 5 a.m. or whatever. I mean, that's when I was just like, hey, you know, just we talked last night about praying, and so we're going up this hill. And also, I think it was the point, at least for me, I know I was starting to get tired and starting to get in my head and starting to think about the day and think about um, the struggles. And that's when I was like, oh, dude, we didn't, we never, we never like prayed protection around this. We never prayed over it. But yeah, definitely, Mike, it was interesting to see your kind of reaction to that, see Nate's reaction to that. And so I think it was really cool. Just take that moment to pause and really just uh, let God into the race with us. For sure, for sure. Um, I thought it'd be cool to dive into a few of the other moments of the race and just see what your reactions or what your memories are from it. So to me, one of the the memories that's kind of stuck with me that I think is uh, a good example of a lot of things is we talked about for the race that there, there's times when people just go in different directions and you need to trust yourself, trust your team. You know, look at what other people are doing and see if there's something to learn. But sometimes the thing to learn is go the opposite way. And right off the bat, we made a decision to skip three points, three optional points, because they were in the opposite direction of travel. And we didn't want to kind of waste our time there and have to be rushing later in the day. So probably the first four hours of the race, we didn't really see anybody. And I think we took off right away and uh, it was us and the dad and the nine-year-old were the only people that made that decision pretty much. And so I know I was questioning that a little, but then by the time we start catching up to other people, you know, we're feeling pretty good. We have, I don't know, six or seven points in the bag, but we've seen nobody. And all of a sudden we're going down this little stream and it just keeps getting thicker and thicker. And I just remember we see like a couple come out of the woods and they're like going the opposite direction. Everyone's like, is there a trail over there? And now there's people <laughs> coming down off the hill. And then there's just this like line of the Naval Academy people coming out of the woods. Just saying, is there a trail? Is there a trail? And to me, it was just like such an epitome of that. A, not following people. And I, I just loved as a team that we just kept pushing forward. But just how thick it gets when it's wet <laughs> there. And it just leads to so much questioning. Uh, but to me, like that was just a little microcosm of the race that I just I just smile at because I think as a team we did a really good job of uh, of not doubting, pushing, working together, keeping our eyes open, and, you know, and finding it in a place that was I don't know a bit of chaos with with all the people coming around and going different directions and and the trail disappearing. For sure, because I kind of I think it it really it was a different kind of position for me because the first thing that we saw outside of that trail was i don't know if you guys remember this the photographer's mountain bike that was yep. over there <laughs> yeah. so yep. i saw that as a sign of we are on the right path and we were still i don't know if we were like another quarter mile or how much further it was past his bike but it was quite a, it was quite some time after his bike that we actually that we actually found the point so yeah with all that confusion like you said it was it was definitely one of those moments where i started riding a high and got really disappointed pretty quick after we had to keep on pushing and keep on pushing and keep on pushing yeah. Yeah, Zach, you talked about how I felt at that moment, honestly, to start. I think I, I kind of handled it well because I had resigned to the fact that I was going to follow you. <laughs> I had never done <laughs> this before, and you said, this is what we're going to do. And I was okay with that. I thought you, you did a great job of really preparing us to not to watch out for some of the pitfalls that may happen, i.e. drinking water, uh, making sure you're eating all the time and drinking water all the time. And even still, I still had cramps and all that good stuff that comes along with it. But so my mindset at the beginning was, Zach says not go that way. We're not going that way. And I'm going to trust him. And, and uh, we're just going to keep following orders at this point. So that's kind of where mindset was. And I wasn't too worried that we didn't see anybody else because, again, we were we were on our path and uh, making progress and, and getting things done. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, the other thing there was, uh, I guess, a little later in the day, you know, when we were going, I mean, that play, I had some questioning there in my navigation. Um, but. I felt like we were doing good, but later in the day, I thought we were on a trail, and all of a sudden the trail ended. And on the map, it should have taken us to a road. Yeah. Um, and looking back at the GPS track, there's about 20 minutes where I, it was very clear I didn't know where we we're at in the map, and we came <laughs> out to a road. I remember, and yeah. there, that road, and um, and there's no signs on the road, and we know we didn't we're know on which way to go. 
yeah. but, but didn't know which way to go. So I didn't know what your guys' recollection of that that moment was either. I mean, I think I was just happy to be on a road at that point. Um, after climbing that hill, we were, we were, you know, I wasn't too upset to have a break to try to figure out where we were. And, you know, again, I think that was the really cool thing, the collaboration between all three of us and trying to figure out where we were and looking at, you know, landmarks and looking, you know, at roads and we deciding together, hey, let's walk up this way. We think it's our best bet. And we'll walk up there and see what it looks like and then figure out from there. So I thought that was, you know, what I remember that situation. Yeah, I think for that, for me, that point was, I guess I was happy to be out of any kind of bushwhacking or any kind of like, like rough spots. So just being on a road, I didn't care which direction we were going on as long as we were moving. And like I said, on the last episode, my head was down most of it and I was just following you. And actually like up until you brought that point up and I went back and looked at the GPS tracker i was like whoa where, where, when did that happen like I, I guess i just never really put it all together at the time that we were kind of like doing that i don't want to say a circle but we were kind of doing a little yeah. bit of, of readjusting i guess on our on our direction or azimuth so yeah i mean i definitely um i know i was questioning it a lot there and starting to feel like we were going off and i think it was maybe three thirty or 4 in the afternoon so i knew like darkness was on its way and so i didn't want to get us in a really bad spot but definitely was cool to know I had y'all support in that and kind of kind of rolling. So I think that was probably uh, one of my lower points uh, in the race, just because it really made me question myself and question question where I was going mm. until I could could find where we're at again and we could get a really solid point and then get cruising. So I'll turn that back on you. When was when were your dark periods of the race and kind of how did how did you handle it? Well, I'll, I'll be right up front with mine. I, knew, I know exactly where mine was, and that was on that first hill up. And it was, I think we were like four hours in. It's maybe like noon, one o'clock, and we start hitting that hill. And I think to myself, like, I want to quit. There is no way I'm going to be able to go the rest of the today, which was probably another eight hours in my mind, and another 12 hours the next day. Like, I was like, there is no way. I'm going to be able to do this and, and I'm done. Like, and then fear starts to set in. Like, what if I have to quit? What if I have to call it? I just move on. And, and knowing that I don't have a ride back to the house either. And that I would have to just stay at camp and wait for you guys. <laughs> embarrassed. You know, it was one of those things that was all, I, all those emotions ran through my head during that time to the point where I was just like, I guess I can't quit cause I don't have a ride. You know what I mean? Like I'll just keep on moving. But that, that honestly, that was probably my lowest point was that first hill and, and thinking to myself, like, I wish I would have trained more. I wish I would have, I wish I would have been stronger right now. Yeah. Uh, mine's pretty easy. And as I read your, uh, uh, you know, journal of our trip was right as we were heading in after the last point in the quarry. Um, and then we had that trail back to the base camp or whatever we were going to stay in that night. And, and, uh, we just kept walking up that trail and there was a light up in the distance Oh yeah. Uh, that I kept thinking was, was the camp light. And it just, every time I thought it was going to get closer, it just did not. And it just kept staying further and further away. And, and it, because through the trees, it looked like a Christmas light, like a tree, yeah. Christmas tree or something. Yeah. So I was had in my mind, the rootstock symbol or something. And I was right, thinking, right. Oh, that's gotta be it. That's the camp. You know, and we were exhausted from a long day and, and it was all uphill, the whole trail. Oh, yeah. And then you get up to the top, and you realize that light is the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, so I was mad at the moon for a while about that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That was definitely that mile walk. I guess that's all it was. But it seemed yep. like five miles. For sure. Um, but it just every step just didn't seem like I was getting any closer to where I wanted to be. And we were so quiet on that. On that. I don't know if you remember, but, like, we hit that point, and we saw, we turned, and we're like, Zach was like straight on. I felt like almost like a Neverland kind of moment where it's like you know <laughs> second star on the left and straight on till morning. And we're like, all right, let's just go, let's push through. And I felt like both of us just had our heads down, and I could I could hear myself breathing in like my own ears. Like I was just huffing and puffing, but I just did not want to stop. I was like, if I I know if we stop, it's gonna hurt, and I just want to get to where we need to get, and I'm gonna get to that light. And then, like you <laughs> said, once we got to the top and we hit that road and we realized it was a moon. I couldn't do anything but laugh. Like I was mad, but it was, it was funny. It was, it was one of those moments where I was like, Oh, okay. You got me. You know, you got... but it was good. It was good. 
Well, then of course we added to that by we made a mistake right after that. Right after that, on the wrong road, and that's when we ran into our friends who <laughs> asked us, told us we were going the wrong way. Uh, we laughed at, of course, because yeah. we thought they were joking. See, and that point was was one of those ones too where. Even listening to the last episode where we talked about there was going to be a point that we're tired and we're going to have to make a decision yeah. on whether or not we wanted to keep going or not. And I was like, that point came up and it was right after that hill where we decided, do we want to get this extra point tonight? And we said, you know what, let's just do it. And then we started walking, I don't know, half a mile in the wrong direction. I don't know, maybe a quarter mile. Downhill. 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 But it felt like forever. And then we yeah. had to turn around and walk back up. And I was just like... I don't want to do this anymore. Like, let's just go to the camp. And then we had to walk right back past base camp and, like, look at everybody as they ate their grilled cheese and <laughs> drank their hot cocoa and just walked right past them and to go back to that original, to that last point we needed before the night ended. That was a really tough one. So I'm like, I know we can go get this point, but I know no one wants to. So I think it was all of us kind of sucking it up and getting it done. And it was good. We got it. It didn't that long wasn't that long and we were able to come back and enjoy our grilled cheeses and Mike's pad thai and I had some pasta <laughs> with American oh, sauce. Yeah. Actually, the, my favorite part about that night was like taking off socks, taking off tights because it had been pretty cold in the morning and, and literally just like putting on shorts and airing out my feet and sitting there and eating my nice warm meal. It was just nice to not be standing on my feet. Yeah, for sure. I think the only thing that I regret is not having sandals because I did not have something to put my feet on. So I just went barefoot. I, I walked from our tent to the uh, to the campfire to go get myself some uh, some hot drink and some uh, grilled cheese. And at that time, I didn't care. It felt so good just to to air my feet. As a matter of fact, I, I know I joked about losing toenails, but I I lost two. I lost uh, one on each foot. So it was I was I was hurting. So we got a great night rest. Right, everybody slept like babies. Yeah. I think is that, is that yeah <laughs> yeah actually uh before we move on to day two i think uh, when it comes to kind of what you learned from the race I and mean, mike you and i were talking about this that night but do you want to talk a little about you and your cell phone that night oh yeah talk about yeah nice for sure about the race. yeah it was, for sure kind of unplugging so give your story on that and see if nate has any reactions or feelings of uh unplugging for the two days yeah so <laughs> One of the things we talked about, Nate, if you remember from our conversation at your table, was some of our fears. And one of my fears was was unplugging, right? Being away from yeah. my cell phone for for that period of time. And, you know, I could I could chalk it up to wanting to stay connected to my wife and the kids and all that. But really thinking, I'll be honest, I'm 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 always on my phone, right? And so <laughs> I managed to stay unplugged throughout the whole day. And that night we were in the tent and I, and I remember asking Zach, hey, you think it's against rules or do you think it's okay for me just to send a real quick text uh, just to make sure Janelle's okay? And he's like, yeah, no, no, it shouldn't be a problem. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we're in the tent, and I'm, I'm pulling up my phone, and I have no signal, like no <laughs> signal at all. And it's like teetering into this like point where it's like almost in signal and almost out. And I'm, a, I'm like a tech guy, so I'm like, you know, leaning left and leaning right, trying to get this, trying to get signal to work. And <laughs> I'm just sending out like I'm sending out the same text, and it keeps coming back as failed coming back has failed, coming back has failed. And I'm, I'm trying like text message. I'm trying iMessage. I'm trying Instagram. I'm trying Facebook, nothing. Right. And finally, like as a, as this conversation is building on my phone and I'm on my sleeping bag, I get one message from, from my wife and it's, Hey, boys are good. Everybody's in bed. Hope you're having fun. And I'm like, great. I have signal. I can start writing her back. And I start to go back and I'm out of signal again. No messaging, <laughs> no nothing, nothing's going on. And and I laughed about this later on. At the time, I was kind of frustrated, but I laughed later on. It's like, hey, you know what? Here I was, almost to the point of having anxiety because I'm not able to reach her. And I'm, I'm given this moment of grace to where God gives me that, hey, here it is. Here's a message you're looking for. That's all you need. Your wife and kids are okay. Everybody's in bed. Everything's good. You're going to be okay. And it was just one of them was like, that's what I needed. That's the only thing I needed, and that's what I got. And later on yeah. when I talked to my wife and I said, hey – I really was trying to send you a message, and she's like, yeah, I got like 30 text messages from you. They were all the same thing about you, Zach, and Nate made it to base camp, and you're okay. And it was just kept coming and coming. And I was like, what? So you've been getting all my text messages? She's like, yeah, I got every single one of them. I don't know why you kept sending them. That was pretty cool. That was a cool moment to look back on, the fact that here I am, you know, worried about being unplugged and then actually being forced to be unplugged, but being able to get that one little moment of grace to uh, to kind of settle my nerves for the night. So That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool that you had – one message get through, and it was what you needed to hear. Yeah. And then the rest of it was like, all right, you've had enough, big guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> get some rest. 
Nate, you also talked about the need to unplug. So how was your kind of, did you feel like it, it did that for you? Um, has there been any effects since then of kind of taking that time to just work your body and, and be away from your phone? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, an unplugging experience for me. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think that was the, the really cool thing about the race and the way it's set up, that it, it occupies your mind. It, you have to be fully invested and fully involved. And honestly, I really didn't have the urge to, to plug to plug in very much. And, and certainly I probably did a little bit because um, I knew my phone was in my pack because somebody had to put their phone in their pack. So I yeah. put it in the bag, put it in the bottom of my pack. It really, I think the only time I had the urge, I was so tired from that, that night that I just didn't, I didn't act upon it at all. And so, and then, as I said, when we got up, we were busy, we were moving the whole time. We were moving on to the next point. We were thinking about the terrain. We were, I was thinking about eating, drinking, surviving, <laughs> finding these little pink and whatever red white flags in the middle of nowhere getting beat up in the shin so again i i think the the very race itself and the way it's set up just really set up for me to unplug and to necessarily not think about anything else but the task at hand and mm -hmm. the people i was with and what we were doing and and i think that was from that standpoint it was definitely a success no doubt about it of course you asked about when we got you know is it still did i get out of it I think definitely that weekend I got something out of it, but certainly as we get back into into you know real world, it comes back at us pretty fast and yep. back at kind of at it again. But um, I think it's a process that God continues to work on with me about um, being intentional with my time with people and, and being invested where I'm at and not constantly looking at the phone. Uh, it'll be okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It'll be okay without it for for a time. How about you, Zach? I was going to say, because you don't seem like much of a guy that's always on his on his cell phone, actually, probably lack thereof. So, I mean, it was it must have been a pretty easy thing for you to unplug, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty decent at unplugging and, and leaving my cell phone away. Mm -hmm. um, I think, actually, during the race, the biggest thing I would have loved for was, was to have it take pictures and capture more videos. Yeah. I used to GoPro, so I caught some with that. You know, the audio wasn't super great. The, the pictures weren't that great. Just because I feel like when I'm out there wanting to share share mm -hmm. it with the people, yeah. right? I think there's good and bad to that. I think part of it is just enjoying it yourself. But there is something about sharing an experience and, and spreading it with other people. But um, it definitely freed me up to, to look at things differently. And for me, it's just taking on uninterrupted time mm -hmm. where I can I can talk to God, think to think about things working through my brain that's what i really value i mean i have following up i had my boys home for a day or they had parent teacher conferences and stuff like that and so i kind of had the day off work and when they were out playing got a nice chunk of time with god uh, that was really nice and on a veterans day got a nice chunk of time with god that was really nice and so kind of took that away from the race and i'm trying to be when i had those days off you know, or Sabbath, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. uh, really trying to take a chunk of time, you know, an hour or so, and, and just give it to God and and shutting things down, not trying to have podcasts or something coming at me and just talking to him and praying to him. And so I, I have tried to do that um, since then, because uh, that is something that I really value in, in these type of adventures. Yeah, for sure. The unplugging part, I think, was, was something we had talked about as being a fear and something that we were hoping to gain from this race. But I think, you know, some of the, I don't want to say goals, but some of the things, the outcomes that we were expecting to have at the end of this race were things such as being connected more and, and then also experiencing that brotherhood. And I know I have had uh, our, our group text has kind of died out in the last in the last couple of weeks since the race. But that race and what it achieved for me and especially like. And what it meant for me to release the episode on Veterans Day was one of those things where I really felt like, hey, I was able to, I don't want to say scratch the itch, but I was able to at least leave some of the, uh, I don't want to say the, I don't know, the desire, I guess, to kind of have that that throwback feeling of of uh, being part of something again. So I, I am thankful for just that week and being away with you guys that I was able to like, you know, go out and kind of relive the uh, the boyhood military type of mindset. So thank you guys for that. Back to the to be able to hear us talking about it and just i don't know for me the laughter in that first podcast was <laughs> awesome 
because we really were just sitting at a kitchen table talking. We, it, you know, we weren't thinking about the microphone, and you could tell because we were just laughing. And I, I just, I don't know, it gave me such joy to hear that that kind of the fun we had together, and then and then what we got to experience in the race. I'm just so glad that we took the time to record that and, to be able to share it. And yeah, it's pretty awesome that it got to come out on Veterans Day. And I know it's been cool to share with people and 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 explain the experience because everyone kind of talks to you about the race um, mm-hmm. doing it, but in your little two minute updates, it's kind of hard to explain why you're doing it and what you're doing or who you're doing it with. Yeah. So it's been cool to kind of record this to share with, with those people. Mm-hmm. I think one thing, if I have to add to my packing list, cause I, you know, I already had the point and shoot camera, but yeah. maybe next time I'll have like a digital recorder just so we can record as we're out there, just little points. Cause <laughs> I, I, looking back on it, I'm laughing at some points, but there were some points where I was I was definitely not laughing. So, oh man, if we had that, I, <laughs> I know I would have pulled that that one mile hike when it was dark, and both of you were like just I don't know, you weren't angry, but you're pretty close. Like yeah, I'm feeling pretty good because at that point, basically, most of my job was done. You guys were not in a good place. It <laughs> I think I was to that point where I would have put push record and started asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> I that wasn't have been nice. Uh, yeah, I wasn't unhappy. We were we were determined. Nate and I were determined yeah, to get home. That's what it was. All right. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little mad at that light. I'm not gonna lie. I was, like, I was a little mad at the moon at that moment. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I kind of threw out that, you know, being able to scratch my itch. How about you guys? Were you like, I'll throw it to you, Nate, first. Were you able to get what, I guess, going back, we were the, we were the, uh, the C team, uh, for Zach's, for Zach's <laughs> pick, but were you, were you able to fulfill the, I guess, what you were trying to achieve from the race? Were you able to, to knock out and give a, give a couple check marks to everything you were trying to do? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Um, obviously I had no idea what to expect. Um, you know, it, and part of the reason why the training was, was difficult because I had no idea what what I really needed to be ready for because, um, you know, you talk about a race, trying to find points in the woods. Um, you see pictures online of guys with spandex on and running sneakers and, um, with no pack or some pack and like, now I'm thinking, packs. okay, I know Zach, right. <laughs> you know, I, was, I know Zach just got done running a hundred mile race or something. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. So I think like, as I look back to that first night, I think a lot of laughter for me was probably nervous laughter a little bit because I had no idea what I was going to get ready to be doing. But, um, but yeah, definitely as far as I, I certainly agree with you, Mike, with reflecting back on my military service and the times that it it really felt familiar uh, to me. And honestly, even further back because of just the, the land topographical stuff and the land navigation and doing it even with sometimes without a compass or just pointing in the right direction. It pointed back to the times when growing up hunting with my dad and my brothers. And, and so it was even further back memories for me just being in the woods growing up, you know, so that was, it was really reflective on that part. And, and I agree. I think it did definitely, I felt good. I felt like I accomplished something. I felt like, yeah, okay. I still have a little something in the tank and I think I, I survived. Right. So um, I think from that aspect, I, I definitely, um, it definitely was a really positive experience and something that I won't forget ever. Um, and it was something that, that I got to share with you guys that, that certainly will be a bond for me, uh, with you two, um, uh, forever for me too. So I think that was probably the coolest thing. And the veteran day thing that came out that day was, was really, was really awesome too. Yeah. I think, I mean, going back to kind of our goals for the race, I mean, mine was really to have a, a shared hard experience with some great men and to kind of experience the father through adventure and nature and I definitely both definitely check both those boxes yeah, yeah i mean kind of going into this um you know and i've done race in the past i've kind of sought people out and tried to to get people and and put together good teams for what this one really with both you i just kind of i mentioned it I don't, I don't even think i was was asking you to do it i was just throwing it out and passing almost and you both jumped on and um, I don't think I could have asked for two better guys to be out there for, for basically Mike and I have kind of known each other for a little bit, but haven't spent a ton of time together. And, and they, I obviously have known you for a long time, but I've <laughs> been grown and gone for, you know, almost 10, 15 years now. And you guys didn't know each other at all before the race to, to throw us all together and see how well we worked as a team was just really cool. And just to hear the conversations to see, the movement and see the fluidity and just the 
the lack of any dissension or um, or, or kind of disagreements or what was just amazing to experience. And, and then on the physical side, I mean, it was, I, I didn't know what to expect going in of, um, of kind of what we would be able to do as a team. Like I think I said in another podcast, the first day we had option between 10 and 25 miles. We ended up knocking out almost 24, you know, leaving just, just a, a handful of points out there. It felt really good. And then the second day getting, again, quite a few of the points hitting almost 16 miles i mean basically guys went from a couch to 50 plus k i mean almost 40 miles is pretty crazy to think about and um and and yet you know there are parts of the race that felt long but really it felt felt pretty short to be honest Mm -hmm. uh in retrospect of you know just just going point to point and so the teamwork was just really awesome to experience yeah for sure here's a big question 2020 Stockville, who's in? Where's it at? <laughs> I don't think it's no, yeah, TBD. They haven't figured it out yet, but uh, definitely in. I'm actually that they uh, they have another race called the Crooked Compass that's yeah. in uh, April. April, but um, it doesn't work, right, or something it for doesn't work. I'm gonna be in Florida on vacation during that time, and I was actually. When I realized when I pulled up my calendar, I was going to reserve a date, and I'm like, "Why does my calendar say Florida?" <laughs> oh man, we already booked our spring break trip. Yeah. Um, when the kids thought I, I was sad just because <laughs> the race organization I thought was superb, such a fun. I don't know. I just really enjoyed that and idea of doing that. Maybe once or twice a year was just so inspiring and encouraging to me. So I'll definitely be probably putting the one next year on. on on the calendar just to see what it's doing and see if I can trick y'all into doing it again. Yeah. Well, I would say this, Zach, if you want the C team again, I am at least part, I can speak for myself. I won't speak for Mike, but I I would do it again. I really would. It was oddly, I would look forward to it again. I think I would maybe prepare, hopefully a little better, a little differently, but yeah, no, that was, it was a lot of fun and I, I look forward to doing that again with you guys. And I was looking forward to that in April, maybe. I actually looked at it. It kind of worked for me. Although I don't know if Mike and I would dare to go out without you, Zach. So <laughs> I think we might pass on that. I don't know. Yeah, but, well, um, I was getting ready to pack my swimsuit to go to Florida, too. So <laughs> <laughs> No, no. And I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the Root Stock Racing Team. Uh, was it Abby and, and Brent? Um, yeah. But they, they did put on a, a very good race and, and so much so that uh, even in my pain, I remember going to each one of those points and seeing the both of them just uh, being so supportive and, and just everybody that was there. Right. You, you can tell people were in pain yeah. and they were just like because they actually do like professional races. So to see, right. you know, like like you said, the couch to 50K guys coming out, they they enjoyed it and they supported it and they loved it. Right. And so I, it, it made it more fun for me to come up to each one of those points and them just rooting me on being like a little cheerleaders and, and saying, Hey, you guys got this right. And, and even the support teams that were out there too. So that was really good to see those. I'm definitely in for 2020, but as, as I normally do, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get more of the guys in headlocks and to bring them along with, right. Whether that's another team yeah. or, or, yeah. or just, just shared experiences. Right. So just be able to say, yeah. Hey guys, you're gonna you're, you're not gonna want to miss this. This is this was something yep. that I, I learned and grew tremendously from. So I, I'd I'd like you guys to to jump on board as well. So yeah yeah. Hopefully through this this experience and sharing it, we can uh, get some more people excited and and realize that they can do stuff like this. They can do some of these hard things, and there's value in it. Mike, you brought up Brent and Abby. Uh, it just reminded me of another moment in the race that I, I'd love for you to kind of retell. So I'll, I'll I'll set it up so. Towards the end, one of the reasons we skipped um, the first three points beginning of the race was they had said in the pre-race brief that late in the day uh, on day one, um, there's going to be a special mini orienteering course at Camp mm-hmm. Michaud, which they had said was a, a World War II POW camp. And we had wanted to hit that during daylight. So we end up skipping the first three points to make sure that we get to that in daylight. We end up getting there about 4.30 or so, and we roll in there. And I'll give my first reaction, and I'll let you take it from there. So we roll in, and, and it's basically, it looks like forest, like everything else. You can see maybe a foundation here and there. Uh, but we walk up, we, we we grab maps from them, and the first thing they say, you can drop your pack. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, like, yeah. I took my pack off for the first time in, what, eight, eight plus hours, and mm-hmm. just have that weight off my shoulders. Like, I was ready to start, like, sprinting around. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, pulling up to that point and being, being able to drop our backpacks wasn't amazing just to see that. And then, like you said, when we saw the map, I think the thing that really stood out to me was, and I, I think it was Nate who actually saw it pretty quick, but just almost like a pattern or being able to see the, like almost like an overarching course, right? Over a path for us to follow, which was like a counterclockwise circle around the, around the entire camp. We went for it. We just moved out. And, and like you said, I think, I don't know if we were moving faster because we didn't have our packs on at that point, but you know, being able to go from a point point, and it wasn't an order, right? It was like, you know, five, seven, nine, two, one, and just moving on along the whole path and being able to come back across cross and there were some cool things on there right at one yep. point i had a uh, it, there was like a, a i forget what it was but it was like a stairway down to like some bottom like underground like pool. yeah was it was a pool? Pool. was it a pool uh, I, don't, I don't know whatever it was it was scary <laughs> i mean I, there was water down there and there was there was I, I don't know if it was my own mouth breathing but there was definitely something that was was echoing through there so i you know i grabbed the, i checked i did the checkpoint i you know i got the punch and I, and I and i rolled out but then going to each one of those like you said those foundational points and then Almost fall in a group, think a little bit as you see people cross our paths and going in opposite directions and just being like committed to our to our overall path, right, to be able to go to like circle to circle to circle. But um, I think the highlight of that point was when we came back, finished up everything, we turned in our points, and their first reaction was, did you guys get every point? And we're like, yes. We're like, yeah, we got every point. And they were like, wow, you guys are probably one of the fastest ones so far today. And I was just like oh, wow, yeah. we're, we're doing good. This is that I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation guy. So that's, that's what I needed to just be like, yeah. all right, that was I'm going to eat another piece of beef jerky, throw my pack on and let's go. So it was, it was good, it was good <laughs> time to see that. Yeah. And that was because the way these races work, uh, you never know how many points people are getting or not getting. And so you don't really get feedback as to how you're doing compared to the other teams. And it was it was really interesting just to watch you, Mike. Just kind of they they gave us that feedback of like, oh wow, we 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 are doing this. We're doing we're doing well, you know. Like, yeah. uh, it was just really cool to see just the joy come back into it. Not that we were having had a ton of joy already, but it was just like dumping that extra mm-hmm. blessing on you. Um, yeah. That was just really cool to see. So something I haven't told you, Zach, but I, yeah. later on during that day, past that, when we're up between the two, we're in the ridge line between the two points, and we're trying to find the last point, we another team catches up with us. That moment yeah. and that 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 um, I guess that breath of fresh air that I had gotten from the uh, previous uh, um, point was all taken from me when they said, "Oh yeah, we've re- we've gotten every single point up to this up to this <laughs> point," and I went, "What?" And they're like, yeah, we've gotten every single one. We're just looking for this next one, and then we're going to move out. And I was just like, almost like just the air just came out of my sails. And I was just like, oh, man, really? Like, I I was riding on cloud nine, and then all of a sudden that just got straight air, air for my air for my sails, and for better, lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a really interesting thing. And that's, uh, I mean, it, it's you go up and down so quickly in, in races like this. And, um, yeah, I remember that. It's one of those ones where like, ooh. But I think looking back, I think only three teams got all the points. And so it's kind of knowing. For me, knowing that that, that wasn't kind of in the cards for us isn't what we were doing. Like my big, I guess one of my gauges of success of like how efficiently are we traveling. Mm. And so probably in that same moment, I remember getting some joy because the way we navigated to that point, they had taken a trail yeah and climbed up this really really steep hill yeah. and a long ridge line and we had passed them we had been next to them we had basically both started um mm-hmm. from the same point crossing over this one stream and they went up and we kind of took the trail and then cut up a smaller hill into this little saddle and then over that point and so uh when i was talking to the same guys i was like what how didn't we like how did you how how did we get here before you because we were kind of getting there just ahead of them like, oh, we took this trail up here. And so to me, it was a great sense of pride that, like, <laughs> yeah. literally moved lower than the team. But our route choice was such that we literally, you know, were covering ground in the same time because they were taking the longer route. We were yeah. taking a, a smarter choice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and granted, they were obviously going to get more points than us yeah. overall. But at least it let, let us know we were doing it efficiently and, yeah. and kind of doing um, the best we could. Yeah. The flip side of that coin was those were also the same guys that told us we were heading in the wrong direction later on <laughs> night. If you guys remember that, but the guys that told yeah. us, "Hey, you guys are heading the wrong direction," that we took as a joke, we they were they were one hundred percent correct, and we were we were definitely in the wrong direction. So 
Yeah, that's just amazing at like how we we kept walking. Like they told us we were going <laughs> the wrong way, and we kept walking. All right, but and, th- I mean, they said it very jokingly. Like, hey, aren't you got-? like? I took it as a joke, and maybe maybe I yeah. I have too much of that military humor or whatever. But I took it as a yeah, but okay, yeah, we're going in the wrong direction, and yeah, and no, it wasn't until the other the other team was it the Navy guys came started coming back the other way, and we we're like, all right, maybe maybe we are going in the wrong direction. Right, so. right. Yeah, I think honestly, I took it as a joke too because we, if we hadn't had conversation with them earlier in the day, I probably wouldn't have taken it as a joke. I probably would have believed them. Right. But I yeah. thought we were familiar with them, so they were joking with us. That's yep, exactly. You know, we had exactly. we walked with them. We had walked that ridge line, so I thought, all right, they're just messing with us. And sure enough, they were being honest. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it really shows how how perception sometimes isn't reality. Yeah. Um, Takes a lot of time. Literally at that point. I started checking my compass and checking the direction we were going, and I literally thought my compass was broke. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think we were walking the wrong direction. I thought my compass was broke. I was like, "Did I fall? Did I trip? Like, you know, I, we should be going southeast, and they're telling me east." Like, I'm looking at the map, and but because what we had done was we'd come into an intersection where there was like, I think four or five roads yeah, coming out yeah. of it. Yeah, we had taken. One just off the wrong direction slightly, but yeah, I think that 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 always blows me away. I've done that a couple times in races, and yet I did it again. Of like, literally, we had someone tell us we were going the wrong way. The compass was telling me we were going the wrong way, and still, I thought I was going the right way. Yeah, for sure. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. If I reflect back, I think what threw me off at that point when we decided to go down that road. And I think the reason why I was willing to go along was I thought the road to the left was the road that went to the camp. So I thought we got to go past the camp to get to this other mm-hmm. point. And so yeah. I was willing, you know, well, that road goes to the camp. So I, I think this is the road that's going to go to the point. So I'm going to just follow um, with what we think we're doing. But because uh, the other the other people that were in front of us went right to the I thought they went to the camp. Yeah, I thought they're going for that point. So that kind of threw me off because I seemed like the right direction to me yeah and the other big thing is you know again that team was was good and they were getting all the points so we assumed they were ahead of us yeah. right yeah. we again had a shortcut yeah they had taken the long way around and so that right. they weren't ahead of us we were actually ahead of them right yeah because we had taken a, a shortcut uh where they had kind of taken the long route uh, and so i think it was that conception of like oh those guys are a really good team like they must have already gotten the point or, or something but yeah it was weird yeah, Zach, I want to talk about that for a second. You said that was a shortcut, and that was probably the longest mile walk up the hill looking at that light. I'm going to go back to that again. You said that was a shortcut. So that's the thing. Like, I did not think we took a shortcut there, man. So that's why I believed them, too. I didn't believe yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so day two of the race, we, like I said, we slept in until the ripe hour of 5 a.m., got up, got our food, got rolling. What were your kind of overall impressions of, uh, of day two? I think finding the point in the dark right off the bat. Yeah. Unfortunately, we only had to find the one point, I think, right? Was in the dark, just the one? Yeah. yeah. That that was really challenging. I don't know how – I mean, I think we saw some teams that were kind of leaving, wandering around yeah. the dark, right? Yeah. yeah. That was probably the first thing that stuck out to me was, you know, my battery was starting to die in my light, and, you know, you had the extra flashlight to give me, so – but yeah, that was probably the thing that really stuck out to me was was that part. Yeah, that was a, that was a feel good moment for me, but not so much for the, the discovery of the point, but the fact that the team that found it right behind us or that came up right behind us as, as I'm punching the ticket was like, oh man, we've been looking for this for the last hour and a half. Like they basically woke <laughs> up at the start time and took them that long, and we just pretty much woke up, walked to it, and punched our ticket. And I was just like, that was I feel bad for the other team, but that was a feel good moment for me, and actually gave me my. My, my energy for the next day, like, all right, we're doing okay. with it. I don't feel bad for sleeping in anymore because we were able to make up that time, quote-unquote, and, and get that first point. So that, that was a feel-good moment for me as well. Yeah. To me, the, uh, so the second day, we kind of got cruising pretty decent. We were in nice rhythm, and we went after this point um, that on the clue sheet. So each, each point kind of has a clue, like says hilltop or reentrant or whatever. The clue for this point was stream junction. Oh. So we, uh, the map wasn't super focused. We kind of go down to this uh, point, and uh, all of a sudden, we um, 
we like find a stream junction and there's no flag, no flag. Well, let's walk a little. Oh, another stream junction, no flag. And there's like four or five streams just like intersecting each other like crazy. Whenever there was that much water, the vegetation is just crazy. And so we just keep looking. And that was the one point because one of my big things uh, that I was really happy with this race is we never tried to get a point and missed it. Every yeah. time we went, got. And this one, I was real. I was ready to call it off. I was like, I don't think it's worth our time anymore. I think we could sit here for hours looking, and, and because I think we found four or five stream junctions, mm-hmm. we were walking, you know, kind of spread out a little bit, maybe ten yards between each other. But we couldn't even see each other. It was so thick, and just kind of walking down through, uh, walking through the stream, getting our feet wet, and then Nate kind of finally found it, and that was that was huge for me because it was just one of those ones that I was really starting to to get ready to call it off just because how long are you going to search when there's like nothing to go by? There's yeah. no frame around. And not only that, I, I mean, at, at the end of it, I was surprised with how many teams actually found that point because that one, yeah, that one kicked my butt. I mean, that was one of those ones where looking back and, and, and calling Nate, like, Hey dude, we're about to leave. We're calling it. And you were like, uh, come my direction. And we're like, no, we're leaving. <laughs> and you're like, no, come my direction. And we're like, Oh, okay. I think he's found it. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I was it, there were so many other teams around, and the competitive side of me didn't yeah. want to be like found it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but so I was trying to be like Zach, come over here. Yeah, and I looked at some of the tracks, and there were some people that went in there and never found it, and I think that was just a tough one. The one team that I think made a better move than us, they they just literally went in the stream and walked the streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right in the water, like didn't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that that was uh, that was a big one. I thought finding that one that was just a really hard point. And then day two was a little bit different than day one. Um, day one I thought was really set up with a lot a lot of bushwhacking early in the day, and then uh, later in the afternoon turning to more trails with a little bushwhacking. Uh, day two we did some bushwhacking in the beginning, and then it was a lot of ATV trails, which were kind of rocky, hilly. Yeah. And- really where that that double map came in and we were just flipping back and forth between the two maps and and you couldn't look at one and understand where you were on the other because there weren't enough reference points but there's a lot of kind of guessing and and going but we we were nailing points and and moving really well Uh, and that was just really cool and that's what i really liked about the overall course setup is felt like it became more and more trail heavy the later in the day and on day two so you could still cover ground and not get in those points when you're fighting for 40 minutes to get an hour, get an hour or get a mile. Um, yeah. Through, through some thick- Day two felt different overall for me. You know, as, as much pain as I went through and as much like, you know, with the, with, with the cramps and everything that I went through early in day one. Yeah. Day two, I was tired, but it wasn't, it was a different kind of tired. Like I, I don't want to say emotionally tired, but I was more like, all right, let's just, we're almost done. Let's just keep pushing through. But my body just never, it never quit on me or never failed me like it did the day before. And I don't know if it was, you know, maybe because we were on more trails later on in the day, but even then some of those trails were, especially that last mile and a half home, right? I mean, a lot of it was rocky Uh, and um, elevation gain. So yeah, switchbacks. And and so, but I felt, I don't know, um, I don't want to say a second win, but I felt, I almost, I almost would say I felt better day two than I did day one. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Who would yeah. think that? Right? Yeah, for sure. I did. I mean, after when I yeah. got home, I'm, I was like, man, I don't even know how he was able to walk after after day one. Right? <laughs> yeah, you brought it up, but I, I don't know if we want to get to that point. But honestly, that that last stretch of road it was actually kind of tough for me too. The 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 long incline with the switchbacks, mm-hmm. pretty elevate, pretty big elevation climb at the end there to get back at the end. And I think what threw me off is I really trusted the road sign that said flat road or whatever it was called <laughs> big flat road big or flat something road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like i think i was hopeful and i was hoping the map was lying um, <laughs> or the map you know that was lying and the name was true but yeah. no it was it was like uh, an iceland greenland thing i think i said but so that was that was the only thing that was kind of discouraging but but w- again at that point it was just we're getting back mm-hmm. and we're, we're gonna make this thing yeah. so there was no way uh we were gonna stop at that point but plus you had to get back Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I said I said my body didn't fail me on day two, and I'm I'm starting to remember a point that when uh, 
we had to climb up this side of a mountain. I call it a mountain, but it was more like a hill. But we had to climb this this peak, and and at the very top, I was like maybe like I don't know, ten oh, fifteen yeah. feet short. And Nate was like, "Come on, you got to go. You got to get to the top with us." And I was like, "All right." And I tried to step over a uh, a, a, oh. a fallen tree, and uh, my legs gave out. I didn't I didn't quite make it over that one step, and uh, I landed on my back. But um, other than that, my body didn't fail me. So. I think we all had uh, we all had falls. I'm not sure if Zach did, but I definitely did. I, I definitely fell on my back that one. Oh yeah, that's uh, one right. time doing the old twist and fall uh, in the brush. <laughs> oh, I definitely fell a few times. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just that's just you're not trying if you're not falling. <laughs> yeah, I just I just keep thinking. So we walked kind of towards the end. It was a really long chunk without points. Uh, we yeah. had point along the way. I think it was maybe. 5k-ish to like three miles and it was just uh pretty you know easy navigation follow the road follow the trail and we kind of were walking in um and we're going into the finish line and i remember it you're kind of walking across this gravel parking lot and again one of the race organizers like pulling in and i hear her say it but it doesn't register at all like like i'm assuming she's saying like yeah good job go whatever and she said pizza and like no no tra- <laughs> like i i don't i i heard it yeah did not register so we go finish whatever we're doing it and i'm like sitting down taking on my shoes and you both like beeline and then i'm like hang on and i'm like mike has two pieces of pizza pizza in each hand and i'm like oh oh she said pizza she <laughs> <has> pizza <laughs> That was some good pizza. That was oh, really good. Yeah, that was really good pizza. <laughs> and we didn't time that right because she had just gotten there with fresh hot pizza from fresh the, hot know, pizza. Yeah, put the neon <laughs> sign up. It was it was it was hot and ready. Yeah, uh, they get such a cool feeling right at the end of a race. I mean, you're tired, but just such a sense of accomplishment is what I take away, and just yeah. especially the way we did it. You know, I've I've had other races where I things i wish i would have done this better i wish i would have taken care of my feet better or i wish i would have you know worked on our team dynamics some more it's just such a sense of accomplishment to finish that race with y'all and really feel that we pretty much did the best we could do and and just use the time to build our relationships uh and to really challenge ourselves so it was really cool yeah uh, to kind of finish that out um so well yeah for sure i think the the one thing that I don't want to say I felt a little bad about, but I mentioned it in the in, in the episode prior was how awesome it was to have my family there at the finish line, mm-hmm. and uh, it did it did kind of break my heart that when we pulled up to Nate's house, we we're like, "Where's everybody at?" And there, and I was <laughs> your daughter was like, "Oh, they they went to go see you at the finish line," and you're like, "Oh no!" And you had I don't know if you want to tell the rest of the story, but that that to me that was kind of like, "Oh, there we kind of robbed you of your moment there for." for finishing a little too early. Maybe we should have went to the last point like Zach had suggested. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I definitely felt bad. And it would have been obviously really cool to walk up and see my wife and my son standing there, but uh, who was off at college and had come back for the weekend. And so it would have been pretty cool to see him and, and my wife be there. And they, of course, had in their mind that we were finishing at three. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was their thought. We're going to get there at three. And uh, you know, and obviously there isn't a finished time. You just yeah. have to finish by three. Um, so we had gotten done right around two o'clock, I think, right? Or around, yeah, 2 p.m. And so um, to, uh, so we actually probably crossed paths driving. Yeah. Uh, we were driving back to the house and them driving. So I had to call her and, and uh, let her know. And they were, of course, disappointed too, because I think they wanted to see, I think, honestly, if I, I think my son wanted to see how beat up I was. <laughs> He wanted to see me like limping across the line, but um, uh, probably just to make fun of me. But no, I, I think it would have been uh, it would have been obviously, yeah, I think pretty special to be able to come out of the woods and to see them standing there. But I think the thought that they wanted to do that and be there for me was was pretty special feeling anyway, and and uh, something that I definitely appreciated the effort for sure. Well, I appreciate you guys not only doing uh, the race, but also just taking time to. Um to even record both these episodes again it was a, it was a initially as a bonus episode i called it but um we are, we're actually using it in our in our series now so i i appreciate the time that both you guys not only dedicated to to doing the race with but also you know taking the time away from family to, to record these episodes so thank you guys for that yeah my pleasure man this was this was fun this was fun and 
Definitely enjoy. I you know I've been catching up and listening to Strong Towers podcast regularly now too. So awesome. uh, it's been pretty neat to to be able to uh, know the know the man behind the voice on, on the podcast. So it's been pretty cool. Awesome. Well, we, I've been talking to guys, man. We need to get you. We were trying to figure out a, a good episode to get you on on a on a on a solo interview. So we'll we'll, we'll see if we can get something <laughs> on the calendar. Absolutely. Yeah, thank thank you, Mike, for recording this and setting it all up. It's just so cool to be able to share it. Uh, and have a platform to kind of explain, explain, you know, what I do and why I do it. Uh, yeah. You know, I've talked to quite a few people that have really appreciated it and really gotten something out of it, and it's created some cool conversations. So thank you for that. Hey guys, Tom here. If you like the conversation that we were having uh, this week on the podcast, make sure to give us a, a like or a review in your podcasting app. And we'd love for you to join in the conversation uh, beyond just uh, just what we got to talk through this week. So uh, find us on Facebook. We have a private group on Facebook now. You can uh, get to that through our website, strong-towers.com, or on Facebook you can search for We Are Strong Towers. Uh, like I said, it is a private group, so you'll need to ask uh, for us to, to let you in there just to keep it a safe space for guys to engage in, in deep conversation as we look at these topics that are uh, so important to who we are and, and uh, how we approach life. And follow us on social media also at strong underscore towers on Instagram and Twitter.